Well, God bless you. Welcome to Soteria Prophetic Ministries. It has been a minute. Um, I took some time off to finish up my summer semester, and I'm so grateful that um, my GPA looks really good. I also finished my master's in theology, so I just had to take a break and do some self-care and, um, you know, just rest. <laughs> but anyway, we're back, and today we're going to be talking about finishing what God assigned you, finishing what God assigned you. I'm going to open up in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. Scripture says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Um, here the prophet Isaiah is certainly um, the prophet of the Lord, the mouthpiece of the Lord, and he's showing us what God, how God feels about his word how God feels about each assignment that that word has. Because whenever a word is released or received, it has something to do. Um, you know, God is, he's not a frivolous God and he's not a careless God. And so when he says something, um, he means what he says. He's backing that thing up. He said, I exalt my word above my name. And then in scripture, again, he tells us that, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So um, just in meditation, um, one of the things that I think is becoming very alarming in the corporate body is that we, as a corporate people, um, we, have, we have a tendency to use the word God said, or God told me, or I heard God said. And, I, you know, I, I just want to take a few moments to admonish the people of God to, um, you know, be very careful. Make sure that God said what you said God said. Uh, because when God releases a word in that word, with contained within that word is the power, the dunamis, the anointing, the grace, the ability to manifest. You think about Jesus when he uh, was conceived when the Holy Spirit conceived him in Mary's womb. The word of God was conceived in her womb and the word of God was manifested. So, you know, when God speaks something and, you know, when we say God says, God fully expects that word to manifest. Um, so where Isaiah is taking us here, he says that so shall be my word that goes out of my mouth. That word will not return to God incomplete. That word will not return to God and say, well, uh, I need more time or the people weren't ready or the people didn't receive me. No, when God releases a word, that word, it is a power. It has the ability to manifest. And the only thing that that word needs outside of everything it gets from the mouth of God is human cooperation. So I want to make that, you know, you know, very evidently plain that, you know, as a people of God, whatever your vocation is, let's be very careful about saying God said when in some cases, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute, God has not said our emotions said, our frustration said, our, you know, unhealed emotion said, and, and, and to lend that thing credence 
or to give it some power or to give it some worth so that people will subscribe to it, we add God's name to it. You know, God said this, the God, and it's not God saying. And so I think it just comes to a point to where we rise up and walk in integrity and say, you know what? I feel that X, Y, Z, and let's not just co-sign God's name to it. If he hasn't validated that, let's go a little bit further. So he says, my word will not return to me void. So when we say God told me X, Y, Z, God told me then in that number one, listen to what you've done, pay attention to what you've done. What you've done is you've taken the holy word of God and, and you've, you've, uh, you know, apply or attempted to apply it to a situation, whatever that may look like. And so now, uh, you know, you, you forced this word to fit a situation that God has not validated. God has not orchestrated. God has, is not even obligated to the word. And so this is where a lot of the frustration comes from. And I, I hear people say all the time, well, you know, when it doesn't come to pass, right? When they say God said, and then God, it never materializes. You know, when God says something, his word clearly says it will not return to me void. It's not going to, you know, just explode or break. <laughs> it's not going to, you know, that word has an assignment. And, and if it's a God word, it's going to come to pass. So many times what we've done, um, and, and just these are all matters of the heart, matters of integrity. When we, when the word doesn't come to pass or, or it's not coming to pass according to our timing then we'll preempt it. Oh, well, you know, the Lord said this or the, so, you know, we never go back and fix that. We just keep adding what God said onto it. And, and if for people who don't know any better, we would make God out to be um, confused. And we know that God is not the author of confusion. So when we say that God said, let's make sure that God really said, if we're not certain, then say, you know what? I feel like God is saying, Oh, I feel like X, Y, Z, but let's, let's give God in his word, the honor that it deserves. And let's not just misapply it, you know, in our own frailty to fix situations or to legitimize situations that aren't. Let's give God in his word, the honor that it belongs. He says, my word will not return to me void, but it will accomplish so that accomplishment means that when God speaks, that word has an accomplishment. It has something to do. It has a time frame to get it done. And he said, it will prosper in the thing where to I send it. So when God sends a word, that word has the power within itself to manifest, you know, in, in conjunction with human uh, cooperation and participation, of course. So that word has to has the potential. That's what the Bible is called. He's om, omnipotent or omnipotent. Okay, omni, which means all potent, having all power. Okay, even Jesus called the potentate. You know, so it, all power within nothing added, no sugar, no butter, no honey, nothing added. God's word by itself will stand. His word, he says, is forever settled. Okay, so we don't have to add any flavoring or any additives to that. The word is powerful, it's potent all by itself. The only thing that it requires for a manifestation in earth realm is human cooperation and participation. So when God releases a word out of his mouth, that word will not come back 
is, and it's not that the word can't go back to him void. That word won't go back to him void. Okay. That word within and of itself has the power, the potency to produce what God said it would do. So when that word is spoken, uh, that word has the ability to perform the function that it has been assigned to. Um, it has the ability to execute the assignment that it has been sent into and it will prosper. There will be a fulfillment in the area where that word has been sent. If it is a God word. Okay. Now let's move down to Isaiah chapter 46 verse 10. And we're talking about finishing what God assigned you because many of us have said, God told me, I heard God said, God want me to, or whatever, however we want to frame it. God told me, which is, that's the popular thing now. God told me. And, and, and it, it, I'll just be honest, it's burdening or burdensome when, if anyone who knows anything about God, there are certain things that God would never say, especially if it's not aligning with his word, because God cannot contradict scripture. He, he will not. He will not contradict scripture. He will not contradict order. He will not, he will not divide himself against himself. He will not divide against the church. He will not divide against leadership. He will not divide against the Holy Spirit. God just operate like that. So when we say God said, and then when we examine that, and that's why the word of God said, let the prophets prophesy and let it be judged. Because that word that people or you or that I have said, God said, it has to be examined in light of God's word. Is that something God would say? Is that something God would do? When Balak went to Balaam, he said, hey, curse me these people. Balaam said, I can't do it because I can't curse what God is blessed. So Balaam initially, he fell off, okay? But initially Balaam understood that you're asking me to release a prophetic word that's going to curse a blessed people. And it violates the laws of God's word. It violates the principles of God's word. It's, it's, it's a, it is a illegitimate word. It, it, that word is it, illegitimate. I, I can't, I can't, you can't do that. You understand what I'm saying? And so Balaam said, you can't curse what God has blessed. So again, that speaks to how the word of God functions and how we should know the difference between what someone said God said and what we know God would truly say. And I think when you learn that, it will save a it will save you a lot of trouble, a lot of heartache, it will save you money, it will save you a lot of frustration, it will save you, listen, many years from being wasted doing things and putting your hands to things and joining things and connecting to things where people say God said and God said I have not said. So it's important to finish what God has assigned us. And so when we say that God told us to do something, then just because you're tired of doing it, doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that God has changed his mind about it. And we've seen that, you know, we'll, we'll say, you know, God told me to, to, to move to Nebraska. And then we pick up and move from the back, uh, move to Nebraska, right? We, we relocate, we transfer and whatever we relocate. And then we get to Nebraska and find that, you know, the conditions are challenging or, or whatever. You can't really connect or fit in or things are not really working out. And then God said, move to California. Now, wait a minute now. If God said, move to Nebraska, then that's a word 
going back to Isaiah 5511, that word has an assignment. If God said go to Nebraska, that means there is a fulfillment of a word. Uh, the fulfillment of the word of God in Nebraska for you. In other words, there's something that God needs to do in Nebraska. And so if he's sending you there, then you're not released to California until that word has accomplished that which, listen, pleases God. Now that's big. You're not released from Nebraska. And I, I don't know if this is anybody from Nebraska. I just picked it out. Um, but you're not released from Nebraska until Isaiah 50, the conditions of the release of God's word are met according to Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. If you said God said it came out of God's mouth, here's what has to happen. The word cannot go to God void. In other words, it, the word has to be fulfilled in Nebraska. You can't take that. You can't pack that bag, that word in your bag and take it to California. You will violate the conditions of the releasing of God's word if you pack that word up and try to take it to California because that word belonged in Nebraska. And as long as that word is assigned to your life, released over your life, you belong in Nebraska. Now, that's a hard saying, right? Because we, we love to say God said and then we, we, we jump or skirt the responsibilities. Can I just can I just share something personally with you? Um, I live in Charlotte. I love Charlotte. Um, but Charlotte is not my hometown. And so my heart is really in my hometown. Um, it is a, you know, I just, I love my hometown. Um, and, 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 and then listen, when things are challenging in Charlotte, my hometown looks so much better, right? Whenever you're going through something, you know, the other place, the place, the, the place that you're kind of, you know, struggling with in your mind, it always looks better. Everything looks better when you're struggling. Think about it. You never think about moving or relocating when all is well. It's always when you're going through some type of struggle that you start considering what the green grass looks like. So when I'm going through struggles in Charlotte, which whatever kind of struggle that may be, my hometown, the thoughts of me moving to my hometown, it looks better and better and better. Right. But I know regardless of how desperately I may want to move and pack up and go. I know that the word of God that governs my life is in Charlotte. Now that's not to say I can't go and travel and, you know, do ministry work. That's, that's not to say that. But what I'm saying is if God assigned me to Charlotte, my ministry is in Charlotte, my friends and family, then that's where the word will be accomplished. Okay, so when the word is accomplished, when God has finished that, excuse me, when that word has finished what God sent it to do, then I can pack up and move. If if that's even a thing for me at that time, you know, because I still got a minute to finish up some of this that God has given me. So, and I'm just laying context. I'm not packing up, going anywhere. But what I'm saying, I'm laying context that when you're in a challenging season, leaving fleeing going is always going to be tempting for you because you just want to get away right you just want to kind of go away and so you, you and again that's why I, I took some time off for self-care so that you don't get to the point of burnout to where you're making decisions like elijah did and and you're, you're being careless making careless decisions because you're making it out of frustration you're making it out of being carnal minded or you're under attack or you're feeling discouraged. And so now you're, you're, you're ready to, to, to abandon the word. 
Listen, you're ready to abandon the word and the work. I mean, you, you're like Elijah. Elijah left the ministry and Psalm Appear. <laughs> you know, he was ready to. It happens. It happens. Um, so there will that that is a reality. It's a reality that you know when you're going through a challenging season, you just you you want to abandon ship. You like Jonah. You know, you you said what, Lord? I'm and you're going in the opposite direction. And we saw how that happened. And we even talked about that. But that word for my life. It will manifest in Charlotte. Now, if God is sending me to Virginia, of course, there's a temporary assignment for that word in Virginia. There's a temporary assignment for that word in Maryland or there's, you know, there's a temporary assignment. I'll go do that and then I'll come back. Because the word, again, that governs my life, it will accomplish itself in charlotte no matter what my warfare looks like no matter what my support base looks like no matter what my family go through goes through no matter what no matter what i don't have the right to tell god uh lord let's go back and talk about this again or let's let me change and say god said move i I don't have the right to do that you know i can do it but i can't put i can't legally put god's name on it you know i can't forge his signature on me relocating when that's not what he authorized from the beginning and we've got some forgeries we've got some illegitimate transactions and we have some unauthorized uh uh, um you know transactions taking place where i'm tired i don't want to take no more i'm taking off and i'm going i don't want to deal with this and i'm gone god said leave god said move did god really say because listen when god says go then that means your assignment has been completed. Isaiah 46, verse 10. I distinguish the end from the beginning and the ancient times from what is still to come, saying, listen, my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. And this is what God is saying. God said, I've already set the end from the beginning. So I already know what you're going to deal with in the hallway season. I already know once you get settled, everything, you're going to be in a honeymoon season. Everything's going to look good. And then real life is going to hit you. And you're going to have, you're going to be tempted to vacate your position, abandon your post. You're going to have that. God said, I've already, I've already seen that the end from the beginning. I've already seen that. Right. And so he says, but, you know, regardless of that, my purpose will be established. God has always destined for establishment for his people. God has never um, purposed it for us to be a people who are forever, uh, you know, in transit in, in in transit, you know, from the very beginning. From the when when God had to give Israel a place to stay, he let them wander for 40 years. And and it was because of unbelief, because it really was an 11 day journey. It didn't take that long. Right. It did not take that long for God to to accomplish the promise. But because of unbelief, because of the hardness of their heart, because of rebellion, you know, because of disbelief, you know, disbelief and having a backsliding heart. That's what delayed it. And this is what happens even in the body. Sometimes many people, it's not, there's nothing wrong with God's word. Remember, it's potent. It has all the power to do what God said. It would do. It's nothing wrong with God's word. There's something wrong with the way that we practice God's word. And there's something wrong with the way that we apply God's word. And there's something wrong with the way that we comprehend God's word. We try to comprehend God's word through our own lenses, through our own uh, emotions, through our own feelings, wants, desires, wills. And you can just, honey, you can hang that up. 
<laughs> the word of God is of no private interpretation. What God says to one, he says to all. So that word has, God has always purposed it for his people to be established. That's why Jesus came to do what? Reconcile us so that we're no longer wandering. We're not worshiping trees and animals and worshiping in the groves and things. We have a place. That's what the body is for. So we're jointly fit together. That's what God purposed it for. That's why Jesus shed his blood. That's why Jesus gave up his life. And he said, it is finished. And when his work was finished, then we saw the harvest of the souls. And we are still seeing the harvest of souls. So there has to be, uh, my friends, a finishing grace, a finisher's anointing. And, I, you know, there has you at some point in time, you have to get to a place where you can put a period on the end of every assignment God has given you and not a comma or to be continued or a semicolon or a colon, you know, or just ripping the page out of the book altogether. And say, oops, God, I missed it. There has to be a place where you put a period. Where God says, hey, I'm sending you to Nebraska and in Nebraska, I want you to do X, Y, Z. And when you get to Nebraska, you do X, Y, Z. You you fulfill everything in spite of the hardship or the challenges or the warfare or the whatever lack or whatever. You still you can at the end of the day, end of the day, you can say, God, you sent me to Nebraska. You sent me here. And, and this is what you told me to do. And I've done everything you said for me to do everything that's what he said it shall accomplish that which i please not to please you it would be nice if yeah we could take some pleasure out of doing god's will but sometimes listen sometimes doing god's will is bittersweet you know like jesus said i have to drink this bitter cup so sometimes when you you know in terms of executing god's will it's bittersweet it's not something that you're gonna you know feel like doing all the time by god you're not going to want to do it. Who wants to hang on a cross? Who wants to to be, you know, uh, ushered through Jerusalem, have naked, you know, humiliated? Who wants to do? Nobody wants to do that. But it, the word has to accomplish that which I please. Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will. Let thine will be done. So we've got to, as a people, We've got to learn how to finish our assignments. And and let me say this, because I, I, you know, there's a tendency and I see it. Some of you all see this too. We will half do something or just abandon it and then start it over again and put God's name on it. Come on now. Come on. You don't even have to be real deep in the things of God to know that's not going to fly. You have to finish what God told you to do. Then God will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few. Now I will make you ruler over many. But how many of us have seen people half do something or don't do it at all because they don't like it and then say, God, God is here's, here's, here's what we hear. The Lord is doing a new thing in my life. And I'm like, really? You know, I, 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 sometimes you just kind of almost have to, um, you know, what's the word? Just bear along with, with some of the stuff because when you know what you know and you know how God moves, <laughs> some of this stuff will blow your mind. 
It will blow your mind. God said this. Oh, the Lord changed. The Lord is doing a new thing. God said he cut that season short. He, and I'm like, wow, I just need to see that in scripture somewhere. That That's all. You know, I just need to, you know, but I, I'll entertain it. But you, you, if we say God says, right, if we say God says, then let's do it the way God said it's supposed to be done. Otherwise, let's just say, hey, you know what? My time is up. I'm leaving. But let's just not put God's name on something. Well, you know, I'm done in Nebraska, so I'm going to go on over to California and see what God would have me do there. That would be more honest than, oh, God said my work is finished and I'm going to California. And then in all truths, the work is not done. The work is left in ruins. There's not a period behind the work. There has to be a period. There was a period behind Abraham's work. Abraham finished his assignment with Sarah. He finished his assignment with with, um, Isaac. He finished his assignment. Uh, even with Hagar, right? He went behind her, made sure she had water and so forth. He he put a period. Oh my, here's all the ghost there. So even in relationships, even if some of us are wondering why, why I can't connect, why I can't stay connected, why is this not? Let me just suggest something to you. This may not be the case, but let me suggest maybe it's because there's a pattern of relationships with commas, colons, semicolons, and dashes. <laughs> you just dashing through the snow, right? God wants a period behind. It must, it is finished. Three words. It is finished. It is finished. And he gave up the ghost. Many of us are giving up the ghost or we're killing and crucifying and burying situations that have not died yet. And so we wonder why we find ourselves in, and let me, let me just use Nebraska and California. Those of you from Nebraska and California, may the Lord do a phenomenal work in your life. Cause I don't know why I can't get these two states out of my spirit, but let's just say you, you, you're in Nebraska and, and you're on your way to California and, and, and you've got commas, colon semicolons and dashes guess what your work is not finished so even if you do take off to california you leave a oh gosh first of all you leave works under there are people you're supposed to minister to or be ministered to by things that you're supposed to 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 accomplish that you missed so even when you get to california you've before you even step foot you've already sold yourself short you don't have the skill set you need for the next season. You don't have the healing you need for the next. Oh, you don't, you're not, you, you have not prepared. Joshua told the people, prepare your victuals, right? In three days, we're crossing over. So what do you think the people did? Prepare the victuals. They got their water bottles. They got their foods, what have you. They, you know, gathered up the camp and got ready to cross over. But when you don't get that, prepare for your victuals, get ready to cross over. When you don't get that, you're crossing over, but you don't have your victuals. You don't have, you don't have what you need to be successful in the next season. And so this brings me back to my point. This is why for many in the body, and you know, people ask for prayer all the time. And, and one time I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, so many people are asking for prayer. Listen, there's nothing wrong with asking for prayer, but you know, it really behooves us before we just jump in and say, yeah, well, I pray. I agree. You know, find out what's going on. Just get some more information. You know, because you don't want to put a Band-Aid over something, you know, significant that's going on in that person's life. You do them a great disservice. And you could also be connecting into something that you probably shouldn't. So you just want to be careful about that. 
um, you know, pray for me. I'm having a hard time. I can't find a job. Then, you know, and, and here we go, especially me with my heart of compassion. Father, open up a door. Lord, God, touch the supervisor, allow the resume the application to float to the top Oh, whatever. But then sometimes you, there are some mitigating factors that we don't factor in. There could be reasons why things are not flowing like they should. Because we are we have violated scripture and we've said God said and God has not said or God said and we didn't finish. We didn't allow the word to finish its course. The word never the manifestation of that word didn't get a chance to finish its course. We aborted it because of whatever. And then, oh, God is doing a new thing. I'm in a new season. Really? You know, there has to be a finished work. So Isaiah 40, 16, I distinguish the end from the beginning, the ancient times from what is still to come saying my purpose will be established. God wants his purpose established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. Let's look at numbers 23, verse 19, numbers 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind or repent. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? That's Numbers twenty three nineteen. We love to quote it a lot, but just dissect that for a minute. God is not going to lie and say, this is what I'm getting ready to do in your life. And then you never see the fulfillment of that thing. Or I need you to go here. I need you to do this. Or this is, you know, a season for you to, to embrace or connect or disconnect or what have you. God means what he says. He's not lying when he said it. So if that word does not materialize, it's not on God. It's on us. It's either on us because we said God said he didn't say or God said and we didn't complete the process. We did not allow the word to finish the work. Okay. John 19 verse 30. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said it is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. When the thing is finished, then you can bury it or you can you can celebrate and put a praise on it because it's a finished work and you can move on to the next whatever many times we don't uh give up the ghost in relationships we don't give up the ghost on our jobs we don't we we never allow the thing we never let it run its course you know so we just we're carrying things around we're dragging things around and we have not stopped to say hey wait a minute let me finish this so, you know, I don't have to keep dragging this from one season to another. Let me finish this season in my life. Let me finish this area of growth. Let me finish this area of deliverance. Let me finish this assignment. Let me finish, connect my connection with this. Let me finish my network. Let me finish my job. Be a finisher so that you can give the ghost up so you can give up the dead. You know, because when the work is finished, there's nothing, there's nothing. When when it's done, it's done. You don't need to add anything to it. You don't need to, it's it's a done deal. Jesus is not coming back to go through the crucifixion. It's, it's done. It is finished. So then there's, it's not something you have to babysit. You don't have to babysit a finished work. It's done. So then that's a period. You move on to something else. God is doing something different. And certainly Jesus ex uh, exemplified that. He went down. He came up. He brought, led, gave, he went on to, to, his, to the next season of glory. And many of us are trying to go from glory to glory, faith to faith. But you hadn't finished the last season of glory yet. Okay. So we have to have a finisher's grace. Um, 
uh, not even a grace. A grace comes with the word. But we have to have a finisher's mentality. That no matter what. Paul had that finisher's mentality. He said, my course, listen, I finished my course. You've got to get to the point to where you don't just keep taking stuff with you. Some of us have an accumulation of unfinished works, unfinished projects, unfinished books, unfinished, just unfinished. And even, and you'll see that because listen, it's not just going to affect you in one area. You're going to see that thing. It's going to surround you. You're going to see multiple areas of your life where things are just unfinished unfinished relationships you just you, you know you stop speaking to people you don't really know why and it's, it's uncomfortable if you see them and you don't know what you're gonna say because it's uncom- it hasn't been finished it's not finished and so it's a comma and then when you proceed in, in, in into another relationship that unfinished thing is always going to haunt you or trouble you because you know you're going to have and this is where i find why you find some people hesitant to form new friendships or new relationships, new connections, because they're still dealing with the unfinished work. They're still dealing with the unfinished work. The Bible says when Abigail, uh, after Abigail and, and David had fallen and he had, you know, he had gotten her pregnant after her husband was um, put to death, after David had arranged his, his um, put a hit on his life. The Bible said after the man died, then David went and got his wife, brought Abigail and made her his wife. It was a even, I mean, that's a weird kind of example, but I just want to show you something. He waited until after the man was dead. He waited until after the work was done. Then he went in and made Abigail his wife. Now, of course, you know, God, I mean, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Ab- Bathsheba, excuse me, Bathsheba. So, you know, I'm not condoning what they did. Okay. Well, yeah, Abigail. Huh. Thank you. Holy Ghost. Exactly. Actually, two of them. Abigail's husband died and Bathsheba's husband when he was killed. But same thing. I, thank you, Holy Ghost. He was preaching that and I, I didn't even, I didn't even get it. So, but yeah, Bathsheba um, and Abigail, when their husbands died, David sent for them and made them his wives. But there was a death process is what I'm trying to point out to you people. God, there was a death process first. It was a finished work. That assignment had been accomplished. Kind of weird example that I use, but nonetheless, you know, um, that assignment was completed. Then he moved in and, and they entered into a new season. So, you know, that's what I'm going to leave you with, um, today is, um, just, you know, having a, um, having a finishing mindset that, you know, when you say God said, whatever it is, I mean, you know, ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, if there are things that I've said that you said, first of all, repent, you know, first of all, repent, you don't ever want to add to something and or put God's name on something that he's not in. You you really don't want to do that. Um, so if you've done that, ask the Father to forgive you, Lord, forgive me, I didn't know, or I was moving presumptuously, or whatever the situation is, just ask God to forgive you, okay? And then be mindful of that moving forward. Repent. That means turn away from it. Don't do that again. Um, but the other thing, too, is um, if the Holy Spirit is revealing to you that there are area, unfinished business, that there is unfinished business, then, you know, take advantage of what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you and finish that. And let me tell you something. I, there have been some unfinished works in my life. There was two degrees that I had not finished. And you know what God told me? Go back and finish it. Even my career in the school system, God said, go back and finish it. Even my, you know, personal relationships, go back and finish. So I, I've noticed that even in my own life, even am I, God is so serious about finishing and we talk about, you know, you know, finishing strong, you know, we sing it and, and prophesy it, 
But are we really? Are we really finishing strong? Or are we just throwing up our hands and say, you know what? Forget it. I'm done. God told me to do something else. Let's not do that. Don't do that. Number one, honor God. But number two, don't do that to yourself. You do yourself a great disservice because you're dragging things with you that, again, according to what Jesus said, I gave the ghost, according to what happened with Bathsheba and Abigail, they left the dead behind. And then they moved on to the next thing. So you want to make sure when you, when your God has given you an assignment, make sure you don't leave it until you're standing over the coffin of it. It's done as a period, not a comma, semicolon, colon, dash. You don't want to take nothing and, 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 you know, try to fit two seasons into one. It's not going to work. It's chaos. You cannot fit summer and winter together. Either you're in your summer or you're in your winter, but you can't have both. Okay. So one season has to end before another season begins. So I pray this word has been a blessing to you. Enjoy this short time that we've had. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. Grace and peace.